Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome, everybody, once again to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, is the maestro of Mail Order Mysteries and owner of HouseOfTheUnusual.com, the one, the only... Eddie Guevara. <laughs> Today's returning guest is your favorite and my favorite, the amazing horror magician. He is humbly known as Chuck Caputo. Chuck, hey. what's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, Joe and Eddie? Yeah, good. To, it's good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for uh, for joining us again for another chat. So, what's new over in uh, the Western Pennsylvania area? Oh, you know what? Keeping uh, pretty busy, you know, uh, you know, uh, doing the magic shows. I just did a lecture last week as well for like a local group of magicians. And I've been I've been building a lot of stuff, Joe. You know what? Like in my spare time, I have a little workshop. It's nothing fancy. It's just a it's just a just an average shop with a with a with a uh, drill press, uh, you know, a sander and a few things. But I like to tinker. I'm always building something. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, keep it pretty busy. Nice and uh, yeah, we we talked the last podcast about that uh, uh, that magicians uh, conference or, or speaking engagement you're going to have. So, is there anything that you could tell us about that or how that went? I tell you what, it was a lot of fun. It was out in Beaver, PA, and my wife had booked a, a bed and breakfast. So, so we pulled into the bed and breakfast uh, probably around two in the afternoon, and we and we basically just you know. Uh, you know, uh, you know, brought our clothes up to hang, hang it up in the closet, you know, for later on that evening. And then we and then we hung around the grounds and we just walked around. They have horses and it's, it's really relaxing, very nice. And then we went to the venue uh, about five o'clock. We got there about five thirty. So I set everything up and the uh, magicians started coming in around seven thirty p.m. So so it worked out really well. I mean, they were a nice, nice group of people. Uh, I sold some stuff that I built as well. And um, yeah, it worked out very well. You know, I brought a lot of antique magic and things that are strange, you know, like strange type of uh i'm trying to trying to put this in the into the proper wording i like uh i like some of the uh the older ideas of magic you know from books that were very old you know like right. the classics it's, some of the old ideas are so old that they're actually new you know very few people have seen some of these uh principles now what were the uh, the demographics like at the uh, conference was it mostly male or female or younger or older well, you know what? I think it was mixed. I mean, there was you know, half, half, half male, half female. Uh, probably the age would be maybe late thirties up to about seventy, somewhere around that area. Okay. Now, was now do you? I don't know. Was this an eighteen and over, or do you get any like real like younger, you know, teenagers that that are interested that would have been there? You know what? That particular night, I don't think anybody was under probably thirty-five. But every okay. once in a while, yeah. I mean, sometimes when I do pop into a meeting, or e even the one in Pittsburgh, uh, there is some younger kids, which is you know really cool to see because you know these kids are our future. I mean, so they get some young boys and girls to come in, and they seem interested in magic. Like their parents will drop them off and so forth, you know. And uh, you know, so that's something that I, uh, you know, uh, that I actually like to see because, like I said, these kids are our future. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we always like to see, you know, younger generations Absolutely. get involved, especially, you know, on my end with the, the classic sci-fi, you know, that it's it, it always seems like, you know, the people that are interested in it are, are dying off, you know, quickly and there's not many to to replace Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, like I've always been interested in, interested in the uh, history of magic, you know, so that's something that, you know, I, I wish more people would get into that, you know, read some of the older books, the uh, Tarbell books. There's like, I believe eight, eight volumes of, of Tarbell, uh, greater magic, things of that nature that were written, you know, probably like over a hundred years ago, you know, I right. mean, they're actually, uh, you know, reprinted throughout the years, but I tell you what, it's just, it's just a whole, it's a whole conglomeracy of some great ideas. And like I said, the principles are not even used nowadays because like I'll actually get things from these books and I'll perform it for these local groups. And then, you know, there's some, some people come up to me and ask, where did you get that idea? You know what? It's been in Tarbell since like 1920, you know, all you have, you, you know what, all you have to do is read, you know, it's so old it's new. <laughs> yeah. It's, old. it's exactly right. There's an old saying in a way, way back in the day from a show, 
something old, something new, but I can't finish the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, Eddie, what's what's new over at the uh, the House of the Unusual headquarters? Uh I'll tell you what, man. It's everything's going as planned. I I've been talking to the company uh, that we spoke about, and if uh, people are listening out there, uh, House of the Unusual might be signing up as consultants to a company that does what they call NFTs, which are non fungible tokens. Uh, it's kind of the crypto world uh, where you create um, digital products and you sell digital products. Uh, the difference that this company is, is that this company is actually offering digital products, but every digital product they sell, there's a tangible product to go with it. So uh, this is pretty good, I guess, in uh, the world of collectors, and I'll tell you why. Because the way this company actually works is when they create the digital product, they sell the digital. So in other words, it's like selling a deed to a product you own. So say, for example, we have a rare, I'll take an example, the Polaris nuclear submarine. You make that into a digital file. They sell the digital file. It could be interchanging hands. And each time it interchanges hands, of course, there's also a, a fee that you get uh, for every time it changes hands. And when the person wants to trade it in for the actual tangible product, what happens then is that they will destroy the digital product, which is the NFT, which is non-fungible tokens, which means it's non-reproductive. You can't have two of them. Um, what's really good about this is that I think the House of the Unusual can reach a lot of older collectors, collectors who don't want to get rid of their collection, but at the same time, they're old and they know they're going to be passing away and somebody's going to take the collection and destroy it. So one of the ways this would be good is if... Um, you know, you would have a person uh, do digital, uh, create digital products of their collection, their most treasured pieces, and it would be sold. So the person gets the money there and then. And of course, they'll, it's kind of holding like a consignment store where you hold the product uh, on consignment. And, and then when you sell it, you get. But the thing here is collectors will be getting paid and the products, they still hold on to it. Of course, it's going to be insured. Guy, you know, in case anything does happen to the product, there has to be insurance to cover the cost. But um, most collectors will be uh, able to hold on to their collection. Now, this is something that is uh, it's new, something I'm really looking into. Uh, Joe, as we have discussed it, and, and Chuck, you guys, uh, we've talked about it, and uh, I'm learning a lot of it each and every day. But other than that, I also wanted to bring to your attention, I don't know if you guys have seen Fox News in the last week or so, uh, on Ted Carson, there was a special where he came out to say that the United States Navy came forth and said they actually had caught a UFO uh, that was flying up and hovering in, in speeds that, you know, we don't have technology for, not even Russia, China, or the United States. And then it launched itself right into the ocean. And they couldn't find any traces of the product in the ocean. Or so that, you know, I thought, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Wow. Yeah, I actually was listening to a podcast uh, earlier and they had on a, a guest about it. And I guess the, the Navy even sent out a sub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they to, did. To look at, to try to find any wreck. They thought it might have wrecked or something. And the sub went down there and they, they found nothing. And <laughs> I tell you what was funny is I heard, um, I can't remember if it was another podcast. I, I listened to a lot of different ones. And um, the guy was saying, well, yeah, a lot of people think that it's Russia or China, but the, but the Chinese can't even get a, uh, a rocket to, to, you That's know, true. not blow up in our, <laughs> our atmosphere. So they're not, you know, they might not have this technology, but the, the way he put it, I thought it was, it was pretty funny and it kind of, you know, cause I always look at a lot of the stuff, you know, as either ours from a secret space program or from another country, but you know, they could be using that as, you know, putting out false information and, mm -hmm. you know, well, so that to cover well, their actual, you know, their secret space program, kind of how we do with, you know, using NASA to cover ours. Right. Well, you see that one of the things that just kind of blew my mind here is uh, I didn't know that there were other podcasts other than the House of the Unusual. 
And I'm kind of shocked you've been listening to other podcasts uh, and not ours. What's going on? I only listen to ours first because it's the best, the number one out there, the number one in podcast. <laughs> the, so, yeah, uh, that that was uh, – there's been a lot of UFO stuff going going on. And like I said, I the different podcasts I listen to usually have to do with, like, UFOs, conspiracies, and all that. But they've just been inundated with these UFO cases coming from the – the uh um the military and there was even um i can't remember i think it was maybe 60 minutes or something had a um a former um he was some type of i think he worked for the um national security agency he was head of it or something years ago and he even came out and said that you know he doesn't know why that these things are are being you know hidden from the public and why the government's not more forthcoming with them so there's just been a lot of chatter about it. You know, one of the things I really find interesting, though, is, I mean, when Ted Carson puts it on, you know, I, I give it a more of a truth type to it. But he, here's the thing I don't understand, though. With the Navy and everything having so much advanced technology and having space, uh, you know, satellite that can read a postage stamp from space, you mean to say when this was happening, they couldn't have gotten better pictures than the blurred black and white you know radar you got to remember that's that's just what they're putting out to us you know i i you know there's you know dealing with the i was in the military for nine years and you know overseas and all that and what they used to put out to the public compared to what we would be doing on the ground is usually you know just a tip of the iceberg or or you know kind of like not really lies but not really truths so I, I'm I'm sure with everything that we have that there's that they probably have you know so much more information on this, but they're only giving us you know little breadcrumbs here and there just to just to you know quench our thirst for it or keep us you know hungry for for more you know, whatever their their game plan is now. I mean, who knows? I'm surprised that they're actually coming out with this now after so many years, you know, because it happened back in 2019. It's not a new event. Um, right. But the thing, like I said, is it's always blurry. Uh, you see like a black, you know, it's something that I would see us maybe in the 1970s, early 1970s, the type of technology we had back then. Um, well, you know, that they also could be what, what I was thinking when looking at that footage is that they could have, I mean, I the technology that they have, they probably have crystal clear footage of it, but before they released it, you know, they probably fuzzied it up a little bit, you know, but maybe, but just gave it just enough so that we could see it, but not enough to really make out any kind of, you know, details on the craft or anything. You know, they're good for doing that as well. I mean, it's yeah, you know, a game to them, you know. Yeah, obviously I saw that because I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, That's like all these people that that go out to the woods to the film Bigfoot, you know, on their brand new iPhone and they have this video that looks like, you know, the early seventies and you're like, what, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And you, you know, what's so funny. I forget where it was. They had a show. I think it was the history. I, I don't, you know what? The travel channel. And it's, um, I forgot what part of the United States they call it Bigfoot country. Um, some, but anyway, the whole thing is like, oh yeah, the Bigfoots—they killed off a couple of humans, and the, and then this, <laughs> this lady's coming on saying that you know that uh, they, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, like <laughs> really, like, you know what? Years ago, the History Channel did something that was really bizarre. They had a special on mermaids. Oh, I they, remember that. Yep, I remember. Yeah, and they did it so well that I actually fell for the darn thing. And then it was a joke. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. no, that was I think Discovery. Yeah, well, that was Discovery Channel, wasn't it? No, I think it was the History because they got in trouble yeah, well, for it afterwards. Yeah, one of them because then they they made it look like they had that um, that home video of this mermaid washed up, and then you watch the credits and it says you know special effects by so and so all this yeah and they got in they got in trouble they got, they got in trouble yeah, yeah they, they get something real they aired it as being real you know. And <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, I hope you guys can still hear me okay. For some reason my internet went out. I had to come back on. You probably didn't even notice, but I was I was out for about four minutes. 
<laughs> oh no, we didn't even know. <laughs> Chuck, we thought you were Chuck. We thought you were just you know so into our conversation oh, that yeah. you were remaining silent yeah. and, well, and you know what voices. You know what? For some reason, the lights are flickering here. So if I disappear, you know, no pun intended. Well, that's what that's what happens. The problem <laughs> is, though, Chuck, is that for some reason, being a magician, you're pulling in a a disappearing effect where people cannot actually see you. So I'm uh, telling you, wow, wow, that was a good one. Yeah, but I don't know what the heck is going on with these, you know, with these UFOs, man. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, they're supposed to uh, have some kind of 350 page report coming out within the next week or so i don't know what's going on like yeah, I, if I have a feeling it's going to be very whitewashed and very it's going to be yeah basic, yeah you know I, I i i doubt it's going to be anything that anything spectacular you know i mean it, well, it's the government that you know you got to take it for what it is well th this is what you'll read in the report the cover of the report will be and now the united states and then you have two black lines <laughs> two black lines yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can have, yeah. The first first letter of the thing or first word the, then everything blacked out, and then at the end, you know, it'll you know say that, the end. that's that's kind of <laughs> like if somebody robs the store, you got a, a picture of the person, and then when they show the picture to the police, you cover the headshot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the body. Try to decipher who it is. You know. That's yeah, but crazy. it is it is interesting. You know, I it was I, I was looking um the other day at some of my older uh uh pulps you know like i have a lot of like the sci-fi ones and you know all the covers are of these you know spaceships and aliens and the you know the pulps from the 30s and 40s they're the best the best yeah and, and i could just i could just imagine just being a you know could you imagine just taking a kid from that era who grew up on the pulps and bringing them into this era just how and just telling them hey you know they're going to disclose that, you know, these aliens are real, you know, what would their perception yeah. be that, it, that there are these killer aliens? Cause you know, we have a totally different perception nowadays about aliens than they did in the thirties and forties. Oh yeah. Cause when you think about it, everything was, they were invading us. They were coming yeah. to kill us or enslave right. us or take our women, you know, whatever. Nowadays we have a totally different thing where people, you know, okay, you're getting abducted or they're getting, uh, instant downloads or some type of telepathy or whatever else so you know it would be interesting to to pull one of those out pull one of them out <laughs> from the past and put them in the future here with us and and say hey look this is what we you know look at it it, it would honestly be completely different you know you know uh, i gotta tell you something and this is what i learned from being there one time i i, I must have been 18 19 you know my first job when i got married there was an incident that happened it was actually, I forget exactly what it was. But I think it was like a murder in the you know the building where I used to work in, and the paper was there. I mean, no kidding. The next day, the story was so different <laughs> from what actually happened. It's the same thing when you see all this stuff, and you know they see a like right now. Ted Carson comes on and says, you know, a flying saucer. Before you know it, you're gonna have ten conspiracy theories based on that one single episode. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. You're going to have, and, and then, for example, how many years have they been saying, and I think we mentioned this in an, one of the original podcasts we had, that we have uh, some type of plane called the Aurora. Mm -hmm. If I'm correct, if that's the right name, that looks like a black triangle. Or that, the TR-3B is the black triangle. Okay, now it has a, it has a name and a number. <laughs> I think it was called There might be an an Aurora plane. Yeah, well, there is an Aurora plane. It's it's almost looks like it's more of a uh triangular version of a, a stealth bomber. Right, right, right. right. The stealth that, has the the V-shaped back. This one it, it's it's well, almost he, like a triangle but still has the, like the cockpit uh you know egg shape on the top. That is correct. Well, here's my question to you, okay? Now, you mean to say okay, the uh, the navy right now said okay, yeah, this footage which the first thing you would ask yourself is who the heck got the footage? Mm -hmm. Like, how did the Navy even release the footage? So they say, yeah, it's real. Isn't that? But in the truth is we don't really know if they're just playing with a drone or something that they're doing. And the drone can do, of course, if it's a radio controlled drone from far away, it could now, do things like that. You know, sure. now, let me, uh, now let me tell you this. Cause I, I confirmed this with, with my buddy. Now he, he good friend of mine. He's, he's in his late seventies, early eighties. 
and he's a huge serial cliffhanger fan like I am. And I, I usually meet up with him once a week for coffee and to watch some old serials. So when they had the picture of the UFO that came out that everyone said, oh, it's a it's a weather balloon or blimp or something. It looks silver and like mm-hmm. egg shaped almost. Well, I noticed it had fins on the back. And if you look at that and you compare it to the rocket ships from Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon cereals, it looks like the exact rocket ship from them. I mean, it, it is uncanny. I even showed it to him and he agreed with me too. Wow. I said, you know, maybe the... You know, these people, these serial writers back in the 30s and 40s, you know, they were on to something, man. They had some secret government knowledge. and Or or the government is pulling our <laughs> wool over the eyes and, uh, you know, so, and they're releasing all this new footage, hoping and then they're using. Because, you know, one thing I'm going to tell you guys, man, and this is an exact thing. When you see, Joe, specifically when you deal with uh, flying saucers and stuff like that. Usually, I in my lifetime, and I'm sure Chuck remembers this, every time the government puts out a new plane or something, they try to deviate the people by giving them some false UFO thing so that they look at something else. And <laughs> yeah. then they use this oh, abso- absolutely, yeah. And that's what they did with the stealth bomber. That's what they, they did with They spread the yeah. word of UFOs for many years. Yeah. And then they yep. said, oh, we have the stealth bomber. Yeah. So, you know what they also do, too, is that they... They gauge the public's reaction to exactly like when, they're, when they're putting out this stuff. They want to see how the. I mean, they're watching social media and everything to see how the public reacts because if the public reacts, you know, all crazy, like they're right, they're not going to release it. But if they see that we're being adults about it, maybe you know, maybe curious about it, they might be apt to release a, a little bit more. At least that's what I'm I'm hoping they're thinking because there's no doubt they're 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 checking out you know how the public's reacting to all this oh, stuff. absolutely wasn't there a case joe back in the 50s maybe 1954 where there was some type of a ufo over top of the white house i mean there was they they had sent uh scramblers up there and they couldn't get near it uh i think it i think there were maybe like 1954 1955 i guess when when eisenhower was president or something there was uh, i mean it was seen by i couldn't tell you how many people so oh, that's you know, that's the, a thing you know, that yeah, that was curious yeah, that was in 1954. There's a flying, That's or 1952. I'm sorry. There's a flying 52. saucer that okay. went over it, and it was chased by a um, a military plane. Well, wait a second, guys. Wait a second. That sounds a little bit like this island Earth. Or yeah, it could be. Or uh, the or day we... st- the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys know that that's exactly what um, is portrayed in one of those movies. Yeah, I don't know if it's Earth Earth versus the flying saucer. <laughs> Or this island Earth, where there's a flying saucer over the White House, right? And and, and I'm saying that's um, well, you know that over where a lot of those started was during that time in 1952 in, in July. There was it was called the Big Flap, which the, over Washington D.C., which was a huge UFO flap. Which if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's just it's a it's a period a, you know a period in time when there's a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah. During that July of '52, there was a ton of UFO sightings in um, in Washington D.C. And like Eddie was bringing up about the movies, I I, I think that really, you know, influenced a lot of you know sci-fi movie makers because you had the Atomic Age that just hit you know a few years prior to that. You right. know, you have the the Red Scare with Russia going on, and now you're having these. You know, you had Roswell a few years before. Now you're having. UFOs over, you know, one of the, arguably one of the most, you know, I guess, important places in the United States. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, if I was a, a filmmaker, I'd be taking full advantage of it. You know, oh, absolutely. what could I do to, you know, what kind of movie <laughs> could I make to put atomic bombs, you know, aliens, UFOs over the White House, you know, whatever. Well, let me tell you something, Joe, and you know, this is a fact because you work for MUFON. Um, I don't know, Chuck, you're aware, I don't know if you're aware that uh, Joe was an investigator. For yeah, Obama. yeah. You know what? We actually talked about that, man. That is, that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and and oh. one thing, he, I believe he was also back in 1969, he was part of the investigators for uh, Project Blue Book. Is that correct, Joe? Yeah, but I don't like to talk about my past that long. <laughs> yeah, that was in another time, another world, you know? But anyway. Not saying I'm a time traveler or anything. <laughs> you, know, you know. I'm not a time traveler that... I, 
I'm not the saying whole, I am, but I'm not saying that I'm not. Well, <laughs> the whole thing. Here's the whole thing with this, okay? All those UFOs and stuff, if you look at it, and, and Joe, the reason I told you about your MUFON involvement is because you would be able to collaborate with what I'm about to say. You know, no matter what, every picture that we have of flying saucer from the 1950s and 60s, about 85 to 90% of them were created by a hoax. Like, for example, there's one famous thing that you see some people overlooking, like uh, the shore, and they're looking like, you know, like towards like the ocean. And there's a flying saucer on top. And what they're actually looking at is like some planes flying and somebody stuck a flying saucer above it in double mm-hmm. exposure. And, right. they, you know, that was then there's another one that they took one of those uh, beach hats that the women wear mm-hmm. and they tossed it up in the air and somebody photographed it. Yeah, there's there's, there's quite a, a few out there that are fake, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and nowadays, like when I investigated for three years, I I don't think I, I don't believe that I ran across anything that would be considered uh, a hoax photo or video. Mm -hmm. But what I did run across was probably 98 to 99% of the time, or maybe 95 to 98% of the time was photos. And it would be of the moon, a star, a glare through the windshield, um, an airplane at night, <laughs> a helicopter at night. That was a, a majority of them. And those are if you have the if you know the right websites to go to, you could find out what was flying where at what time and what location and oh, yeah, you know what where the stars, planets, anything yeah, in well, space. You could find out where that's at at any specific time or date. So that's easy to find out. But there would be a ton of them. And then when you would talk to these people and they're so you know they're used they're always most of them are very nice and they're very genuine and they they honestly they want to believe so much but they they don't stop to just say hey you know let's let's try to rule these things out but then the hardest part was telling them hey Mm -hmm. you're seeing the moon behind the clouds and then you would have to deal with a lot of them that would get angry aggravated (laughs) because you know you're telling them it's not a UFO and they want to believe so bad or they do probably 20, 30, 40 years to see a UFO. And they think that they've seen it. They've turned it into move on, you know, it's getting investigated. They have this, you know, photo or video of a, of a UFO. And then you have to tell them it's, it's the moon or, or it's the planet. Well, yeah, you tell them it's the moon or the planet, but what happens then when they tell what about the guy that was sitting in my living room in the green outfit? I've actually, I've actually had, some of those and i i think a hundred percent and i only had maybe about three or four of those where it was some really off the wall stuff and they were in talking to them they either had some type of mental illness or at the time they were under the influence of alcohol or drugs <laughs> wow I, I never had a case where somebody had you know an alien or demon or something in their house or close to them that that didn't fall into one of those categories. Not well, to say that there's that those don't happen, but in the three years that I did it, I, I didn't run across any of those. Something? Let me tell you, and I know both you and Chuck agree on this. How many times it happens? So you see how the brain basically works. How many times are you sitting in your living room, minding your own business, whatever. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear your wife or whatever family member say, Hey Joe. Or you're like, what? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody there, right? Mm-hmm, or yeah. you'll you'll turn around real quick and you can swear you saw somebody pass in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so we know our brain, depending, and I mean, you can do this. You go to sleep at night, and based on some stupid, crazy thing you've seen 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, it'll pop well, in your mind, yeah. It pops in your mind. <laughs> and you, I mean, and then all of a sudden you're in this vivid dream that you swear you're awake. And you're going down like there was one time. I'll never forget this, how stupid it was. I'm going down. I had watched the Woody Woodpecker cartoon with my oldest daughter. I think she was very young. <laughs> and you know how he, there was the one guy, the police guy, kept falling off Niagara Falls. And he would go, hey, you know, <laughs> he'd go back up there to fire and he kept falling off Niagara Falls. Well, whatever. I dreamed that I was in a barrel uh, rowing up Hudson, the Hudson River. You know what I'm saying? And this thing was so vivid that I could have sworn I was like awake during it. 
<laughs> wake up and you go, are you kidding me? How stupid is that? You know? Isn't that something? And, well, and well that Chuck, happens. Chuck, you could probably attest to this. You know, being a magician, and you know, if we had um, Michael Mesner on, because he deals a lot more too with you know with the mind. Is the mind's a, a powerful thing, and it can, oh, it's very you, know, powerful. can you know, I guess play tricks on you. You know, you could Absolutely. want to. You know, you could want to believe in something so much that you, you know, almost start manifesting it in your thoughts and you start seeing it. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I think that's called a matrix. Um, you know, you know, like when you uh, matrix something, I think it's called a matrixing, you know, where you where you want to see what you want. You know, let me ask you something, Joe. Did you ever have a close personal friend of yours? I mean, not somebody that you just went out to like do like an interview. Did you actually have a friend of yours that swore that swore that they saw a UFO or something out of the ordinary, or is it just strangers that you just, you know, went out to talk to, you know what I mean? Did you actually, I mean, uh, I mean, did you actually, you know, have a close personal friend that would swear to it that they saw something? You know what? I, I, I talked to a, a few people in the city cause you know, I, I, you know, just with my job and all that, I'm always around people and, there have been people I've worked with and people that I've talked to within the city and mm-hmm. just even outside the city, you know, sitting at the cigar lounge or something. And they've had, you know, sightings of UFOs. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say they've seen a flying saucer from another planet, from another planet. Sure. It's a UFO. It is, you know, it's an unidentified flying object. So that could be mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anything from an airplane. You know, you don't know what it is. it's unidentified. It could be anything. Yeah. Right. You... There, there has been people that have seen, you know, black triangles or mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. weird lights in the sky. Actually, one day when I was working myself and uh, two other co-workers, we had a sighting, which I um, sent into MUFON, where we seen it was like um, five or six, almost like dull lime green lights in the sky moving in, in like mm-hmm. a V formation, nothing blinking and... Um, you know, they were moving with V formation, you know, typically, you know, that's a military type, you know, formation. Right. Um, but it was weird the way they were moving. It was a large V. And then there was one um, one other light that was trailing far behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, it was coming from the direction of a local air base, which was about 45 minutes away. So mm-hmm. it seemed like it was coming from that direction. And all three of us that seen it are all. We're all prior military, and the one guy is currently still in um, the reserves. Mm-hmm. And we all agreed that, you know, we've never seen anything, any type of, you know, military or civilian craft with a dull lime mm-hmm. green light and no flashing lights. Right. You know, but like I said, that doesn't mean that it's not out there. Right. We just we weren't able to I- identify it. Like I said, mm-hmm. they were moving in the V formation. With one in the back, they could have been doing it, could have been some kind of military maneuvers. They could have sure. been doing some type of, you know, blacked out, you know, at night with some kind of, you know, different camera systems on or just the green light so they could see each other. What, it, you know, whatever. It I'm not saying anything. it was, you know, aliens from you right. know, Venus invading us, but it's, it's still <laughs> a UFO. It's unidentified. Absolutely. So. I tell you what, the reason why why I bring this up, there there is one person that I know that is exceptionally honest. I mean, I mean, this 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 one individual I know doesn't stretch anything. I mean, they they don't drink, they don't do any drugs. And I guess back in 1974, maybe 1975, this this person who was a very good friend of mine, uh, this this uh, person claimed. I mean, which I know they're telling the truth because, like I said, they do not stretch things at all. This uh, this individual said they looked out the window maybe about three in the morning. They just happened to get up. You know, they went to the bathroom, whatever, and glanced out the window. And there was a golden type of a classic type of a UFO. Just, it was just like hovering uh, by the buildings. And, uh, you know, and so uh, so I believe it. You, you know what I mean? But what right. this was, like you said, it could have been military. I mean, who knows? But I mean, though, but this individual did see this and I believe it 100 percent. You know what? Because they don't they do not lie. You know, they don't stretch things. Well, this this particular person. Yeah. But you, you know something, Chuck, I want to give you an example. When I was a kid in Cuba and I think I mentioned this one time we were talking about whatever. Uh, out in the farm, and I mean, I'm talking about, I was really in a rural area, okay? We're out there in the middle of nowhere, and we have um, those oil lamps, okay? That's the only way to light yourself. 
Yeah. So everybody's sitting around in the living room. Now, when I'm saying everybody, I'm thinking it was my mom. I don't remember exactly who was there, but I remember my mom's sister-in-law and maybe her brother was there. I don't remember. And I decided to go to the kitchen. So I take the one of those lamps and I'm going to go now in, in between the kitchen and the uh, dining room. They had those uh, Western swinging doors, like the ones you see in the movies, the cleanies one stuff that they walk in the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sure. Yeah, they have one door on top of the other. Yeah. And they they had it. So when I look to the right, I look at the door, and then all of a sudden, a hand grabs the top bottom door, and the hand was like, I just saw like kind of like those mail-order ads where you see the spooky fingers, whatever. <laughs> or the, okay, I saw the, the fingers, top and bottom, and when I'm saying top and bottom, it's the right and left hand, grab the bottom door, both, you know, with both hands. They pulled it out a little and put it back in and then disappeared. So I go towards the door and I open it to see who the heck it was. Wow. And guess what? There was huh. nobody. So when I call, I came running to the living room. And <laughs> I, told, I told my sister, my mom's sister-in-law, I had just seen the hands and it scared the heck out of her because <laughs> apparently it had happened to her children. Many people have seen the hands. Now, I know in my mind I saw that. Okay. And I don't right. remember anybody telling me about the hands before. Because nobody did. I just, that particular night, I saw the hands. Now, here's the thing about this. And this is why I'm bringing this up. One time, I had one of the, uh, I started buying several haunted house mystery bags from the 1960s. And I remember putting one in mint condition. In my mind, I saw this in mint condition. And I put it away. So I go on eBay and I sell the darn thing thinking it's in mint condition. And lo and behold, when I opened it up a couple of years later, whatever, the thing was missing half the roof. <laughs> I'm like, how in the world did in my mind, I think it wasn't. So now here's my question. Did I really see those hands? In my mind, I can swear I did. But then again, I was maybe five years old. Mm-hmm. How am I going to be 100% that I yeah. did? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So. We could think we see something that's really not what we are seeing, even though we are certain, because many a times it's happened to me where I'm like, another example, one time I uh, I found two, um, I don't know, two signatures I thought might have been original Houdinis. I called Dave Harborside. He comes over to my house and man, we spent the entire day. He drove all the way from Connecticut just to see if they were real. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find them. Ten months later, they showed up in a totally different place. Is that crazy? Than from where I thought I had put it. So that's what I'm saying. That's called losing your mind from old age. That's called Alzheimer's. Old. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the point is that that's what I'm saying, that a lot of times we could see things and, and we could swear we saw it. And maybe it's not exactly what we saw. You know what I mean? Sure. It's always a possibility. And, and that's that would answer the question why you see uh because i gotta tell you something i don't want to really mention too much names because a person might actually listen to this podcast or (laughs) one thing i'm going to say to you there is a person that i know a person who is very well respected who doesn't drink doesn't do anything wrong and they own a big business and this person swears that biden president biden is a clone oh my goodness that, that that and listen to me, and she swear. I mean, I shouldn't say she or he because I don't want to say what it is. <laughs> they swear that Trump is still in power and that Washington is in Texas. Wow! They're, they're telling me this. They're telling me this. That's a hundred percent true. So you know, we well, used to have people out there that know, that you know think that the Articles of Confederation are still the the law. <laughs> there's no Constitution, so everyone's going to believe their own. Yeah, well, right. They, there was a guy. Weird thoughts. Guy. Yeah, but Joe, did you remember the guy a few years ago they found and he's some Japanese guy who thought we were still at war? They found him in some mountain. Do you remember? This is a, this is a true story. Yeah, they found him in. Yeah, oh, I think I do remember. Yeah, like 70s, early 70s or something. <laughs> he still thought World War II was going on. That's right. They found him, I forget where, which makes me remember that movie with. Uh, the guy, the the frozen caveman. <laughs> oh, that was cool. I remember that. <laughs> that, that was, and he he gets brought up to today's day. I mean, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I love movies like that. One of my favorites is the Final Countdown. 
mm-hmm. where the world, uh, the World War ship, World War Two ship, or oh, the ship uh, goes back into World War Two. You remember that one? Yep, I remember that. Those are awesome films. But you know, Joe, one quick question: In all your years, what is your final conclusion concerning flying saucers? Like, I mean, I, what? I've always, I've always said in. You know, doing the investigations, that it kind of reinforced it is that there's no blanket, uh, there's no blanket answer, no blanket conclusion. You know, people want to say you well, UFOs are, you know, you'll get depending on somebody's worldview. If they have a Christian worldview, they'll call it. They'll say they're nothing. They're all demons. Everything's you know, demons are the devil. If you have somebody that's you know, has more of a political or military background they'll say they're from other countries some people will say they're interdimensional some will say that it's mass hysteria others will say they're from other planets i think it's all of the above um there's no you know it's almost like you know how would you how how like say if you were to go to another planet just yourself and they said you know, describe the people on, on your earth. There, there is no blanket statement because it, everyone's so different. So I don't, I, I kind of think you can't do that with, with these sightings. I, I think it's, it's D all of the, you know, all of the above. And I, I don't think we'll ever know the exact answer of what, you know, some of them, you know, will, will be, but you know, I think that people should keep an open mind and not try to give a blanket answer for, like, say, like the ones that the the Navy's releasing. I've I've heard so many people say they're Russian, they're Chinese. You know, you hear, you know, priests and bishops come on saying that they're demons. It's the end of the world. You're other people saying that there are alien saviors from other planets coming to bring us technology. You know, those are blanket statements for you. You have to keep an open mind and and think critically and. You know, think with some. You, you got to use some common sense. You know, basically, you, you, you what know, it comes down to. He, he, you know, here's, here's a good example, Joe. You see, everything what you're saying makes a lot of sense. A good example. Um, when we were growing up, and Chuck got, has to remember this because I think me and Chuck come from a very good, uh, similar background. There was the Hollow Earth theory. Yeah, I, getting, I, the I, thing we didn't go to the that, moon. Yeah. I read right. that in 1968. The thing we couldn't go to the moon. Right. We never went. Uh, the other one was the hollow earth, yeah, where the aliens came from the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then there was that other theory that the earth was flat. Now, of all the stupid theories, the flat earth one, that's got to be the top notch. The funny yeah. thing is the <laughs> amount of people that are. Believe it. And believe I know. It. I know. I mean, well, you know where you know where the flat earth theory came from? The, uh, I know. The guy. Uh, uh, Columbus, right? No <laughs> Well, the uh, guy that started it, that that Mark Sargent, he was a failed marketing manager, or marketing. He was something in with marketing, and he basically used the kind of flat Earth, you know, model and all that and everything to kind of make a lot of money off of it. And, and he did, oh, and, he, and did. he made millions off of it. <laughs> and you know, you could you could easily find videos on YouTube that debunk like everything that they're saying but there's so many people that you know their cognitive cognitive dissonance does not allow them to think otherwise and this guy's making so much money off of him he's doing conferences he's got products out and all that and that's all it is just just, just think about this you have right now school systems in california that are trying to take out math out of the curriculum for kids because it says if you tell a kid that the problem is wrong you're being discriminatory. Right. I mean, honestly, the crackpots that are bringing up all this stuff. Yeah, well, really. Some people are doing it because they want to gain nor- nor- you know, popularity, popularity, actually, or nor- nor- what's the word? Nor- nor- notoriety. Notoriety, <laughs> notoriety yeah. with it. Yep. Uh, then you get the people that start this thing that are buying multi-million dollar homes <laughs> with all the money that people have given them. And the other thing that you got to laugh about all this stuff going on, that this is a good example, is the people that are putting up these rules and regulations don't realize that their own kids are going to be affected or their great-grandkids. That's right. From exactly. being stupid now. So yeah. it's the same thing when you have um, 
you know, we're talking about, you know, getting back to like the UFOs and all that stuff and all these theories. Now, let's be honest. If we have a space station in space right now that's photographing the Earth, that you can go on Google Maps and you can literally see what the Earth, how can you say the Earth is flat? And even better, even better, we have, if you go to Google Earth and you look up the moon, you can actually see the moon landing sites in photographs that are enlarged. You can see the actual moon landing sites. Mm-hmm. You know what I was, I, I was I was listening to or no, I was reading an article and it had a um um there was somebody that, that he was a former CIA something. I, I, I can't remember, but anyway, it, that's not important. What what he said was that the government has Satellites in space that if you drop a penny, it could zoom in on it and read the year of the. That's penny. correct. That's correct. Wow. That's what I, I said mean, that's, earlier. That's amazing, but they can't get a clear photo of some object flying in the sea. <laughs> you know, it, it looks like Eddie was out there with his Super 8, you know, and they're like, <laughs> Yeah, always, why, always why grainy. Yeah. Why would it have to be? Why can't it be Chuck or Todd? Oh my God. Listen, I'll tell you what, though. Here's the whole deal. They have, and I know as a fact, because I read this many years ago. This is, listen, I read this in probably 2003, where there was a satellite that they were saying because of the privacy of humans and all this stuff that can read a postage stamp from space. Like, any. so you mean to say that everything will get a blurry shot and this and that, you know? And and let me say another thing with all the theories out there that we didn't go to the moon. A lot of people failed to realize we went six times to the moon, not just once. We went six times by over 15 or 20 people went up there. And not only that, that means to say that each time they went to the moon, they faked it before thousands of people in Cape Canaveral, (laughs) Florida. It all over. Come on. It was up to 1970-something now. They say, well, how come we haven't been able to go to the moon back since then? Because... It's easy. It cost millions of dollars. The rockets were one-time use. They didn't want to spend that much money for something that... What did they discover in the moon? One, the dust, it's like grinded uh, steel. Right. That thing even went through their suits. The dust was so horrible, it kept breaking in their uh, their lunar vehicles. Um, they actually had to fix one thing with duct tape. And it was, it, it was like, I mean, the moon itself, the dust in the moon is horrible. It was all over the place. It was all over the instruments, um, all this stuff. So then there's really nothing there that would be, I think, that great for any government to really spend a lot of money on because it's not, there's not really that many resources. And they found out after they went there six times and they scrapped the seventh time because I think that they started running out of money. Well, here's a here's my take on on the moon landing, and I, I do believe we went to the moon in in '69, like they said. However, I don't believe in the, I don't believe all the, like the theatrics were were real, like them talking to the president and all the photos and all that. I, I think a lot of that stuff could have been been staged because you know they they were trying to up you know Russia, you know, you know Vietnam was going on. They were trying to you know get the public you know, pumped up for, you know, something positive. I, so I, I do believe we went to the moon, but I don't think the theatrics were. Now, right. but remember, remember Joe, Joe. But I do, I do believe that we still go to the moon and have maybe a secret space program on the moon. And the reason why NASA doesn't go to the moon anymore is because you have the secret space program going there. So what does NASA need to go? They could yeah on 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 something else now i have nothing to back that up that's just kind of like that's your yeah my my theory you know of you know after studying this stuff and you know i coming to my wait 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 a second uh, joe you mean to say in all your time and move on you don't have any man in black uh connections (laughs) not yet is that that what you're saying (laughs) well here's one thing i'm going to tell you if anybody has a, a powerful enough telescope I'm sure they can zoom in and see a lot of even the moon surface, you know, honestly. Um, we don't see the black, you know, the dark side of the moon. We can't because it obviously turns around with the earth at the same time and you're not going to happen. But the, the point is, remember, as far as 1974 or I think 76, we still went to the moon. 
what you're saying, yeah, can there be theatrics? And, um, but there is a famous guy who is a movie producer from Hollywood. I forgot his name. You can look him up. I'm sure that if you look him up, you'll find who he is. That he has been in the movie industry for like 60 years. And he was explaining how it would be impossible for us to be able to fake anything that was not real back then. Now, the reason he said that is because we have today technology where we can basically create everything. In fact, one of the craziest thing, if you take any actor or female or male and you put up, say, for example, you look up on Google nude photos of that person. That person is not only in movies, they're doing everything. And that actor has never been nude at all. <laughs> it's just that's how much technology is today. Right. Back in the day, a good example is when you have one of those Hasselblad cameras or you had any type of Kodak camera. You can do double exposures where you can get, and that's how they created in the 1930s, those fake ghost images. Right. But it was very hard to create a fictional type of image, let's say. You know, like literally, they would have to put a setting. They would have to, we didn't have the technology back then mm -hmm. to do the trick photography. And, you know, me and, and Chuck growing up in the era, I mean, I remember in Cuba for Pete's sake, my mom had a camera. I said to her, how come we didn't take more pictures she goes because there were no film but it was one of those cameras that you would put in your chest and look down into and the top would pop up and yeah yeah look upside <laughs> down you know one of those and you know what's so funny about that that technology was there and i took photography in college so i could tell you this much it was very hard to do double exposures it was very it's not the way we think so I mean, come on. We got thousands of people. I, I understand with Russia and stuff. And here's another thing about flying saucer being from China. China can't get even a rocket off the ground right now without exploding in space. <laughs> Imagine, you know, how the heck are they going to have advanced technology? Now, did the Germans have, did the Germans play around with flying saucers? Sure, they, we know that as a fact they did. And who knows how much they succeeded. I mean, let's be honest. Who took over all the German... Uh, scientists america did that's right who, who did all the japanese scientists america did so yeah that I, that they're trying to this is my my take on this thing that they're trying you know i don't think they're coming from other worlds you know but i do know as a fact that what they're probably trying to do this is what i think it might like joe i don't have a way to back it up but i believe that all this is just that they're trying to take our eyes off certain things to accomplish other things and because no, what a what a coincidence all of a sudden yeah. the united states is saying oh we have ufos we have footage of ufos and they all look like joe was out there with a super eight camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> i've never seen a clear picture of a flying saucer and let me tell you guys and joe you know this is a fact because you were in move on i have over 50 60 books on flying saucers i have i mean even though i don't quite i mean i'm not the greatest believer in them but i love the subject and i'm always on top of it i'm always watching flying saucer films um i'm watching um any type of documentary out there uh it's just me it's just what i love oh it's very again, interesting yeah very interesting then again you know i always tell my daughter and my kids remember one thing when i get old and stuff just remember i'm, I'm the guy that sold monsters for a little, you know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but uh, Joe, I mean, we should start a House of the Unusual Investigative uh, Department into MUFON, and you could be the principal investigator here, buddy. Yeah, I, I think we have a, I think we have enough stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But I tell uh, you what, if if anybody's interested, I, I can't remember. Off the top of my head, the uh, the spacewalk video, but it's an early one from the '60s. It might be uh, the Aleski, uh, what's it, Lenoff spacewalk, or I can't remember if it's the first American um, spacewalk. Uh, Ed White's, but there's one of them where you know he go, he's out on on space, and then you see the helmet turn towards the camera as he moves but the body stays in position and that was the original video from the spacewalk supposedly mm -hmm. but if you go back and you research that the um 
the the spacesuit that they wore at the time, the helmet was latched on to the. Oh, that's right. I remember reading suit. about that. Yeah. yeah. So their head could move inside the helmet, but the helmet was stationary. Stationary. Yep. Yeah, that was always I, interesting. Like I said, this I think that we get I read a lot of about theatrics. That. You know, yeah, Joe. I, Joe, I was gonna say. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to. I read about that, but they debunk it too on how that. I forget, but on YouTube, there's a, there's two videos by professionals that they explain how that happened. Well, if it's on YouTube, it's it's got to be real. It's got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, but I mean, you know, like I said, I, there's so, there's so much out there. But I think we get fed a lot of a lot of bull sometimes, and we're not really privy to to what goes on behind the scenes. And I, I don't think you know we ever there will be a time where we ever will. That's just kind of my cynical thinking, I guess. No, I agree. I agree. I don't know what the heck to believe. I mean, I'm getting so many uh, different, you know, uh, people's opinions, and and there's uh, stories that conf- you know that conflict each other. I don't know what the heck. This, you know. Well, this is something you guys got to realize. We're living now in a more modern world than ever before. Than ever. That's right. Than ever. And yet, and yet, in this modern world. We know less than we did in the seventies, where we accepted a standard. That's isn't that the isn't that the truth? Yeah, you're right. That is crazy. Yeah, because you you it's like you know for one thing that you learn you you learn twenty other things or a hundred other things that you don't know if they're true, they're false, mostly probably false. But I I like to always ask questions and absolutely you know, asking questions like you know this whole thing with the pandemic and the vaccines and all that. I you know. Everyone calls me a conspiracy theorist for it. Like, no, I'm just I, I'm asking questions, and if the questions can't be answered, I want to know why, and I want to keep asking questions. But Absolutely, it's like, it's like anymore. If you ask questions, and oh, you're you're a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and you're this or that, and you're like, no, I'm just I want answers. You know, I, I like to ask questions. Same thing with UFOs, is that I, I keep asking questions, and I want to keep asking questions, and I think that's the way that we you know, come to conclusions or some type of, you know, I guess, informed opinions on stuff is you keep searching for knowledge and you keep, you know, asking questions, which I'm sure, you know, like Chuck, when you start off in magic, you know, you ask questions and if you didn't know something, you tried to learn it and you kept asking questions. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, same, same with anything else out there. Yeah. And you know, the worst thing is, is true, Joe, what you're saying that we are always going to want some type of answer. Right. And if we don't get the answer, like a good example, I'm looking for the damn, darn uh, seven foot robot plant. Oh, I'm here sure, we go. Seven. I'm sure I know <laughs> no, we're gonna start. Like. We're gonna start a drinking game with everyone out there. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start it now. For here's the rules: if you're listening to the podcast, every time Eddie mentions the seven foot robot plans, take a shot. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, how about a how about a how about a pub crawl? Every time he mentions it crawled another pub yeah really <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing is is like you know what i could know what they look like i won't mention the thing but who cares like i still want to it's yeah you're still out there questioning and well hey that's a hey that's a health hey that's a healthy thing you know what and i and i certainly wish you luck with that because you know because there's certain things i've been I've been trying to find myself, you know, and, and I think it's our human nature, you know, what to try, you know, you know, to try and dig and find things. So I think that's a good thing. And and you know what I wish I could find right now is a little bit more time because we are at the, <laughs> the bottom of the podcast. You like that little transition? <laughs> that was good. That was good. So, uh, any... so we got about two minutes left here. So we're going to wrap oh it up. By Chuck, what's uh, about 30 seconds? What's some your final thoughts on our conversation? Tonight? Hey, I think it was a great conversation. Sorry. I. Sorry, I disappeared for about four minutes there, but uh, but I but I came back and uh, thanks again for having me, and I, I look forward to coming on sometime in the near future. Absolutely, Eddie, on to you. Very closely is this: not only have we decided that we're in a different generation where we know less, but now also we're going to be selling nothing. So the house of the unusual is going to start doing some NFTs, which means people will be buying nothing for something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And you'll like it too. <laughs> and I will like it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks, thanks you guys for for joining us once again, and everybody out there who's listening. Uh, thanks for dropping by. Remember to leave us a comment and a like on your favorite podcast platform. Head over to YouTube at House of the Unusual. Subscribe to our channel where Eddie's always putting up some great videos. 
like our videos, leave a comment, and also head over to our flagship website, houseoftheunusual.com, where there is uh, tons of cool stuff there. We got a forum going on, a blog section, uh, a lot of a lot of different stuff. Eddie just recently revamped the uh, the website, so it's very user friendly and it it looks fantastic. So uh, check us out on there and join us every Wednesday for the. Uh, for a new podcast and if you want to be a guest or you want to hear something different uh drop us a line on the forums on the uh the web page and we'll uh get a hold of you so i guess i i guess that's it for tonight guys so chuck eddie god bless everybody goodbye good night okay good night